We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, y'all? This is One Royal Way here on Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Joel Penfield. Jordan, Jordan Foote joining me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It's going to be a little bit of a quick episode. Jordan's a little bit under the weather. My voice is finally recovering uh, from a weekend in Stillwater at the Oklahoma State-Texas game. Uh, just good enough to, to hop on this show, but how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I am very good. I uh, had the humidifier going on uh, Wednesday night as we're recording this. Had some tea going. I hate tea, so I really wanted to be here. Really excited to chat. Um, like we said, it's not going to be anything crazy, but... You know, the Royals still have stuff going on, even though it is the offseason, even though the playoffs are still happening. There's still something to talk about. Yeah, okay, before we get into uh, the Royals stuff, what's your World Series prediction? I think the Phillies are going to win in six, I want to say. I'm, I'm thinking Phillies in six as well. The Astros are an absolute juggernaut, but I think the Phillies actually like they're on a heater right now. Come with you get that crazy emotional win to uh to clinch the World Series. You win three straight in Philly. Uh we're rabid fan base are super excited. I think they can get it done. I, I really yeah. do. I also hope they do. Like I just I just I want Bryce Harper. I want I Bryce too. Harper to get a World Series ring so bad. Because like that would almost cement the Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah, for him. Yeah, he like I think it was you who tweeted. I mean, this isn't necessarily. I think I've tweeted. A lot of people have tweeted. He's one of the few that's like lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Like that dude is super legit. He's had a couple moments where you're like almost let down, not because he's been bad, but just because he hasn't been this otherworldly figure. And he he generally has been really, 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 really good. Yeah. Like the weight of the world on this dude's shoulders since he was 16 mm-hmm. years old gets to the big leagues at 19. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, won a go- won the Golden Spikes Award at a junior college, um, and been in the league for 10 you know 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, 330 million dollar contract, no opt outs, two MVPs, and now is finally getting to a World Series. Oh, and the franchise that he left made it to the World Series and won it the year that he left. And now he finally gets to kind of avenged that. I think the the story of the Phillies winning after not being in the playoffs since like 2000, 
10. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Phillies, and I hope Bryce Harper gets it done. This yep. show brought to you by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. Let's hear a quick word from them. From the beginning, we knew right away that we wanted to do strength conditioning and a throwing program for the baseball and softball community. It wasn't something we were trying to back into or all of a sudden learn. We knew we were really good at these coaching these skills from the get-go. And the fact that we're in the same business and the employees are all on the same page, you know, we can write a program based off of what a kid needs, not just getting him stronger or faster from a general sense. It's what does this kid need? On the pitching end, we can say, hey, this kid needs such and such. He needs to do this or that better. A lot of times it turns out it's not something that needs to be fixed in the baseball cage or on the throwing mound. It actually needs to be fixed in the weight room. Thank you, as always, to KCSC for sponsoring this show. Be sure to check them out if you have a baseball or softball player in the area that needs a place to train. Be sure to go check them out. So the main news that we're going to hit tonight, again, this is going to be a little bit of a quicker episode just because there isn't a ton to talk about at this point. We'll have more uh, once the managerial hire is actually made and some roster moves get made as we get closer to the offseason. Uh, episodes will be a little bit longer. Tonight we will want to hit uh, the guys that are actually being interviewed for the job we have at least confirmation of the first round of interviews being completed and guys that are the finalists for the job at this point uh, as we're recording on October 26th. The outside the organization guys that they have interviewed are Clayton McCullough, first base coach for the Dodgers, uh, who was linked to the job very early. He did his interview, Dusty Wathen, third base coach for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series right now, uh, conducted an interview last week. And then Matt Quartuaro, Quatraro. I'm going to butcher that until I actually hear it said out loud. Um, he did his interview, and then the inside the organization guys, Patrick Rafal, Vance Wilson, and then Scott Thorman, who is the manager of the Omaha Storm Chasers. So you have a little, a little mix of both. If I, if it were me, just my guess, I, you'd more often than not, you the in-house interviews are a courtesy. More than anything, Pedro Grafal has interviewed for other jobs as well. He interviewed for the Marlins job. He was a finalist there. He interviewed for the Tigers job, I believe, a couple of years ago, and the Giants. Uh, so he's been around quite a bit. But it does worry me a little bit when you interview for a lot of jobs and you don't get one. It's kind of like how I view like the Eric Bieniemy situation with the Chiefs. Like He's interviewed for so many jobs and isn't winning it. There's got to be a reason. Similar situation, and I think Grafal has done a great job with the Royals. But this is a fantastic opportunity to get some fresh blood in your organization from outside the organization. Uh, any one of Hortraro, McCullough, or Wathen, to me, I think home. I'm not saying it's slam dunk home run hire, but I think it's a very, very good hire and a great place to start uh, in kind of the new era of Royals baseball that's coming up. Yeah, so without getting into any specific external guy, um, if you're ranking the, the internal guys, it's got to be like at the clear top by himself, Pedro Grafal, for you know obvious reasons. He's been there a while. He has to report with the guys. He's around the guys all the time. A more important role than Scott Thorman, I think, would be second. I, I just yes. I, this is not like an attempt to slander Vance Wilson by any stretch of the imagination, but like he would be comfortably third, I think, if I was ranking those three, um, both in terms of what I think would make sense and what I think the Royals think. Um, Scott Thorman, he had that like limited experience or whatever, when the club had some guys missing in Toronto, 
He has the experience with a lot of these young guys when they were in Omaha. Like, I think he's a guy that could eventually get more interviews for other jobs too. I just don't think it's his time yet. Um, Even with the Royals, let alone anyone else internally, it's Pedro or nobody. I just don't think it's going to be Pedro Grafal. I think the three external candidates that are leading right now are really, really strong ones. Um, Again, not getting into one specific one or the other yet, but I think it's Pedro or nothing internally. Um, I agree with that sentiment that you said. It's time to get someone from outside the org. Not to say that Pedro Grafal couldn't, you know, be the analytically inclined, um, you know, communicator, all that good stuff. He can have all those qualities, but you can also get those qualities from somebody else that also has different ideas, different experiences, um, a fresh perspective, I think, on things would help. the biggest thing for me. Um, Yeah, definitely. They value communication over everything. They value the analytics, it seems, over everything. And they also, I think, value that new perspective and new direction. And I know that J.J. Piccolo, it's kind of you have to see it to believe it with him. He's walking the walk right now. He he's is. kind of talking the talk too. So, I mean, I think they're going to go external. I, what would you put in terms of a percentage on Pedro Grafal's chances? 10% or less? Uh, yeah, I think so. It sounds like, again, they did it as a courtesy of yeah. just like the, hey. And it's not an indictment at all. It's like, not, It just and, doesn't seem likely. And to me also, didn't did they interview Grafal before they hired Matheny or was it just like a direct? Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it, I think they kind of treated Matheny like he was a head coach in waiting or manager in waiting prior to Ned Yost's retirement. I don't quite remember uh, how that went. I'll have to look it up. But if Grafal interviewed before, then it's probably, again, it's one of those situations where he's done enough interviews that they kind of know mm-hmm. what they have and just did it as a courtesy. Yeah. And maybe they keep Grafal around as the bench coach if he you know has a good enough relationship with any of the three uh, that are coming in. And we'll see where that goes. I'm all for keeping him around if he wants to be here. Uh, he's mm. been such an integral part of the coaching staff, multiple coaching staffs in Kansas City for so long. And maybe having that familiar face uh, will be good for the guys uh, coming in. But do you have a preference between Quattraro, McCullough, or Wathen? I, I, I don't, don't have. Frankly, Go ahead. I, I don't between the three. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to see any one of them. If I had to lean for who I think is actually going to be the manager, it's probably going to be Dusty Waffen. Uh, he has a slight tie to the Royals. I think his his dad was with the organization for a while as a scout or something like that. He played the only three games of his big league career in Kansas City. But I don't think it's a, it's not one of those like a nepotism sort of thing no. where he's only going to get the job because he has Kansas City ties. It doesn't seem like that's the way uh, the way JJ is running the search. So I I just, by all indications and just little things that we've heard, like it, they interviewed Wathen and then there was like four days of radio silence until we found out today that McCullough interviewed. So I thought it, at least it seemed to me like they were kind of sold on Dusty Wathen until they talked to McCullough. And now we'll see. We still have a couple more weeks. I imagine by maybe the, I think the second week of November at the latest, we'll know mm-hmm. uh, as they, they get to the next round, but, to answer my question that I answered myself, do you have a preference between any of the three? No, no preference. I, I think Quicharo might be the most intriguing candidate just because I think the highly or the highest of the Rays organization. I just love a lot of the stuff they do. Um, but in terms of who I think gets it, 
Dusty Wathen, and it's not a nepotism thing, but the fact that he does have ties to the organization, he kind of grew up around the Royals organization, that matters to a place like the Royals. Obviously, if it's Dayton Moore making that hire, I think it matters even more than it does mm-hmm. to a J.J. Piccolo or a John Sherman or whatever, but he has several Eastern League Manager of the Year awards from when he was in the minor leagues. He's interviewed for big league jobs. Like He's a guy, he's going to come in, and he's still young enough. I think he's 40. He's either 48 or 52. He's, I forget. He's 49. Like the ages. I just looked it up. 49. 49. Okay. So he's young enough. He's not old. He's not necessarily old-fashioned. He's a guy that um, Rob Thompson loves and talks really, really, really highly about. Guess what? His ability to communicate and really get stuff through and get players to relate to him. Like, I think Dusty Wathen is going to win the job. I don't know if he's the leading candidate right now. Um, I think that. A guy like Quicharo is going to get scooped up by somebody else. Clayton mm-hmm. McCullough, I think Clayton McCullough also has minor ties to the Royals. I think his dad has been a scout with the team um, on a part-time basis, I read. He's a guy that he's only 42, I think. Yeah, McCullough's 42. Um, he has interviewed with the Mets for their job in the past. He has a ton of minor league manager experience. Quicharo's done about everything. Quintero has worked on a college staff. He's been a hitting coordinator in the minor leagues. He's been a catching coordinator. He's done just about everything you can do. Dusty Wathen's led teams and coached for a long time in the minor leagues. He's paid his dues. He's a guy that I think is going to win. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad choice. I think that, you know, coming from the Phillies, people are going to be like, well, it's off the Dodgers or the race. Still a pretty good organization. I think oh, yeah. he knows what he's doing and that he's going to do fine if he is the pick. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I, I don't think the Royals can go wrong between no. any of those three. Part of me think uh, McCullough is intriguing from the fact that it's just the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I wonder and I wonder who they could bring along. That's kind of I think that's why Quattraro and McCullough still feel really intriguing, even though I think Wathen is probably the guy. Yeah. Because I wonder who could they bring to be the pitching coach or bring mm-hmm. in from a pitching development side for the minor leagues and just let that that rock and, and see where it goes. But we're still pretty early on here. We're still in the first set of interviews, so it's not like this is set in stone at all. But having a, at least a picture of who the candidates are going to be, barring anything else, it feels like it's going to be any of those three guys. Well, and you know who it's not? It's not Joe Madden. It's not Joe Girardi. It's not Bruce Bochy. It's a, I, now, I'm it's not going to hear any Chewbacca. slander on the Bochy hire. Bochy's a really, really, really good manager. I, I'm i not as high on Bochy as a lot of people are. Now, I, I wouldn't think- have. I don't think it would have been a terrible hire for the Royals. I would have just been extremely like, oh, wow, they actually did that. Yeah. I don't know. And it's I mean, not it- Schumacher. And I don't think Schumacher is going to do bad. Um, but of the guys that are like remotely out there or could be out there, the Royals are getting pretty much the cream of the crop. And like the fact like that they have their pick. Yes, of, exactly. And that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That really is. A re- and that's why I think it was so important for them to f- just just rip the bandaid off right when the mm-hmm. season ended and kind of get out ahead of it and don't sit around and wait because who knows if Quattraro and Wathen and McCullough would have even been interested if they sat around until now to make that decision. They I did do. that. They did it pretty early on in the process and it gave them the time to do this thorough search. Yeah. I, I do have a quick question. We mentioned, I think it was three guys. It was Ibanez, Beltron, and Ron Washington. Yeah. 
I don't think the Royals just were interested in going that direction. Do you think those guys, I guess this is more of a Washington question. I know that Ibanez people like, does he even want that type of job? Beltron, if someone offers him that, it's going to be his time soon. He's going to take it, I think. Mm-hmm. Washington, he's old, but he's also young-spirited, and, and I think yeah. he'd be ready for something like that. Um, I, I'm interested to... Not only while the Royals are still looking, but after they decide, see what the timeline is compared to anyone else, and like what those guys do too. I'm just I'm a yeah. observer. I mean, I haven't heard Beltron. I haven't heard Beltron's name at all, at all in any of these. Yeah, I I think Abanez would be a really good big league manager, but he has a like a cushy job with Major League yeah. Baseball. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know if it's like competition committee or something like that, but he works. For I just Major don't know league if baseball. he even wants it. Yeah, so who knows if he even wants it still. Because uh, I think he was a finalist for the race job when Kevin Cash got hired, mm-hmm. if I recall. And then with Ron Washington, haven't heard his name brought up at all. He's probably at this point pretty content just being a third base coach and infield coach. Yeah. And yeah. maybe you just try and, hey, come over here. We have a really, really good, fun, young shortstop here that we'd like you to work with and see if maybe you can get yeah, the, the Wiley veteran on your, on your coaching staff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. But the Braves are also a hell of an organization, too. I, I was about to say, that. he's in a good spot. Yeah, He is. Um, any final thoughts on the managerial stuff before we move on to some roster moves and get out of here? No, not really. I They're... 
they're in a good spot. And, and like, I don't think it's really too much more nuance than that. Like you can go into the new hires and, and the prospective guys, or I want this guy or this guy wants that guy. They have options. They have good options. I think that means a lot. Yeah. I, um, I'm excited for how this is going to go. And I'm, I got, I got all of my uh, tweet notifications on for like Morosi and Passan and Rosenthal is kind of waiting to see uh, when the news drops. I'd imagine it'll be in the next week or two. Few roster moves were made today by the Royals. Um, a couple of them were surprising. A couple of them, or one of them was not Ryan Weiss, uh, who they picked up from the Diamondbacks last year, spent the entire year in Omaha. He was uh, put on, or he cleared out why, or he has cleared outright waivers and was signed outright to Omaha. Mm-hmm. I think that was just clearing a roster spot. I think he was on the 40 man, but never came up. Luke Weaver was claimed off waivers by the Seattle Mariners. Uh, so the Emmanuel Rivera Luke Weaver trade has already kind of run its course. We'll talk about that here in a minute. And then Tyler Zuber, uh, who missed all of this year with Tommy John surgery, uh, was claimed off of waivers by the Arizona Diamondbacks. This now opens up a couple of roster spots for uh, guys that were on sixty man or sixty day injured list uh, in uh, Alberto Mondesi, Angel Zerpa, and guys like that. I think there was one more guy that was was uh, it Richard Lovelady or did he come back? No. So Royals Review had the tweet about it i'm gonna go and find that really quick this is just great radio here uh, oh yeah you gotta do it gotta do the live look okay so the, so rose review tweeted this clears up 40-man roster spots for jake brents alberto Montesi, and on hill mm, jake brents previously okay. on the 60-day il rhino hearn is still on the team and that was the other the other tweet but that is my general sentiment <sighs> okay so any thoughts on on those moves uh, at this point, I was kind of <laughs> surprised they let Zuber go, yeah. but he also hasn't been incredibly impressive in his big league career. Uh, maybe, maybe he's able to find something in Arizona, work with Brent Strom. Uh, their pitching staff was pretty solid this year, so he's heading to a pretty good spot if he, um, if he's able to resurrect his career coming back from TJ. Yep. Yeah. No offense to Weiss. Uh, just not really any thoughts there. Zuber, it was intriguing, like the possibility of him or the idea of him or whatever, not a groundbreaking move. Really, it's the Luke Weaver thing and how you have a lot of thoughts on this too, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but like the constant, oh, the Royals gave him up and then everyone got stuck in the first couple weeks when he was hitting the cover off the ball and then stopped keeping track. And there are some numbers, Joel, that make people kind of get over the fact that they did trade him for, what, 20 innings of Luke Weaver? Thereabout, yeah. I think it was 19 innings of Luke Weaver. I mean... Luke Weaver was a dud. It was a, it was a, the process of the trade was probably fine. Even though Emmanuel Rivera still had a lot of service time, a long runway. Um, you make a move for, with a bench third baseman uh, who's going to probably end up just being a platoon guy for most of his career. And even a, an average one at that for a guy that maybe you thought could be a part of your team next year uh, with still one year of control, but they, they, I don't even think they released him. I think they just yeah. put him out there and the Mariners picked him up. Mariners have been pretty good uh, with guy kind of reclamation projects in the last couple of years. So maybe they're able to get something out of him. If not, then you, Luke, we were just going to be a guy that bounces around for most of his career. But guys, and I see, I see people on social media that are complaining and upset that the, how dare the Royals trade Emmanuel Rivera? Like he's the next Nolan Arenado or something. He's not, he was never that good guys. He was fine. He was, a, it was a nice story when he came up last year. It was a really cool story. 
It was like, but it actually was because it was yeah. able to tap into the powers. Like a 20, <laughs> it actually turned into a really cool it one. It was like at Royals Farm Report, we were always like, ah, if he taps into a little bit of power, maybe, you know, maybe he can be a, a you know, a fifth infielder or a sixth infielder or something like that. And then he actually did and made it to the big leagues. He had 12 home runs this year. He had a really hot start in Arizona when he got there and hit 264 with a 932 OPS, hit five home runs. And it looked, it was like, woo, okay. May, you know, but if with guys like that, it was probably going to, it was going to level out. He, it wasn't like he found some magic juice or whatever, but also going to Arizona from Kansas city, you're going to hit the ball a little bit better just because of the environment. And then you look at September and October when everyone kind of uh, just was in their confirmation bias of how dare we trade Luke uh, Emmanuel Rivera. Yeah, he had a four four seventy three OPS in sixty three plate appearances in September and October. Uh, hit a buck eighty three. He struck out twenty one times to two walks and hit one home run. So it's not like we traded anybody that was that significant, guys. I hope for the best for him. Mm. but let's not act like we traded some top prospect stud for Luke Weaver. If we traded somebody that was actually worth a damn, like actually long-term, then sure. But Emmanuel Rivera was never going to be your starting third baseman on a winning team. He was never going to be your starting third baseman in 2023, unless you were desperate. He was always going to be a bench guy you threw out there against lefties, can hold down a solid third base, but nothing special play some first, and you move on. That was all he was in Kansas City. That's all he's going to be in Arizona. It's all he's going to be for his big league career. And he's a good AAA player. He's not like he's quad quite. A, he is quad A. That's exactly I, what he is. I was about to say, I, I think, so is a backup, is a fifth or sixth infielder considered quad A? Basically. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, he's quad A. Like, is Ryan O'Hearn quad A? That's generally because he's really, really, really good at the minors. Yeah, I, but like he's he really, really, that really is, not yeah. good. Ryan O'Hearn is like the living embodiment of quad A. Yeah. So I think Rivera definitely teeters that line though. Mm-hmm. He does. And he showed some power again, especially he hit lefties really well this year. He had what, like 264 mm-hmm. against him. Uh, I need yep. to dig into the numbers a little further. The overall numbers are like a slightly above average big league hitter, but he was still striking out quite a bit and not walking at all. So, it is what it is, but for even with the five years of control, like you made a move to try and help your bullpen and help your starting rotation for this year and next year, and it didn't work. And I appreciate JJ for just going, you know what? Maybe you need to go out. somewhere else. It didn't work out yeah. because I guarantee to you, if Dayton Moore was still the general manager of this team, we would have sat around all offseason, had to listen to Luke Weaver's really making some strides this offseason. He's going to be a big part of our rotation in our bullpen this year. And then we would have watched him have a six and a half ERA by the end of May, and he'd still be getting run out there, and we'd mm. still have to hear about it. We don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here tonight? I don't think so, man. I think that is a very, uh, appropriate <laughs> so to get out of there we had like the the happy oh man they're gonna be good in the managerial search they have a bunch of good stuff to talk about and then i mean this was still a i don't want to say happy tone but it was a, a fair one i think yes uh my my final thought and you're an nba guy so i'll just say this free kate cunningham get him the heck out of detroit please can he make that happen cunningham and make it happen and 
I don't know. I was trying to think of like how I could parlay that into a Royals thing. Does he have a Royals comp or an or a MLB comp? Uh, like describe. Like, we're just gonna go off the rails here to end it. A not very athletic. Somebody who came up. I, I don't think he has good a direct at, comparison. Okay, yeah, because he's like a guy that's good at everything and great at nothing. Is he a... He's not a Vinny Pasquantino hitter because Vinny is like yeah. legitimately really, really good at some stuff. Is he like but, MJ? Is he like MJ? Yeah, that could work. Like, like, he's a, like Cade's a good, really good passer. He's a yeah. good shooter. He runs the floor. He's a good defender, but he's not like mind blowing at every at anything. Mm-hmm. He's just and good. sometimes he's, he's lacking really a little good. bit. And like you look at MJ's stats and sometimes like man, he should hit for more average. But then you look at the rest of his profile and you're like, yeah, actually, we'll we'll take that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with hopefully a new manager and some more thoughts on what the Royals are going to do this offseason. It's going to start ramping up here. We'll actually have some more stuff to talk about here soon with the postseason going on. Most of the teams that didn't make the playoffs are just kind of dead in the water, sitting there waiting for the season to actually end. But thank y'all so much. Thank you to all our awesome sponsors here at KCSN. We'll talk to y'all soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.